Hi, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Well, remember the election of 2000? I mean, oh, how could anybody forget? All too well. All yeah, too well, well yeah. Uh, when Al Gore, he conceded to George W. Bush, and then he called him to unconcede, unconcede. and then there was like two months of limbo where we, we didn't, didn't know who the president who was, was going to be, right? Yeah. And it felt like just the most horrible thing ever. I feel like we're reliving we that are, right now. In fact, we, we really that. are in <laughs> okay. so many ways. And so. not just with one election race, like in 50 different ones <laughs> 50 at the same different, time. And two in Florida. <laughs> Not just one, two, it's many like hanging chats. Okay, we're going to break this all down for you. This is This Week in No. The podcast where we shut it down. Okay, Rachel, this is a very special day. Do you know what today is? It's our one-year anniversary. It's our anniversary. I'm glad you didn't forget. Did you bring me a gift? Um, It's been ordered. The gift of laughter, <laughs> perhaps? It's been ordered. It's coming by Amazon the any gift day. gift of joy. <laughs> okay, so yes, this is in fact our one-year anniversary, episode 52. I can't believe it. I just cannot. I, I can't That's get my head around that. 520 nopes. It's incredible. There's so many more nopes. How did this, it started as a joke on an iPhone. It was a six-minute podcast. Please don't go back and listen to do it. Not, do not. Do incre- not. We right? will kill we, you. We want, to, we want to erase it, but for posterity and like for the art, the National Archives, we're preserving it. <laughs> we're preserving it. it for the Library of Congress. <laughs> but please don't listen to it. Yes. Um, but it's gotten much better now. But So this is the formal anniversary, but like the birthday of Lincoln or Washington or Queen Elizabeth, there is a day that is observed that is different. And in a few weeks to observe the one-year anniversary, we're going to be having a live show with a live studio audience. And that could include you. It might include you. If you are interested in being invited, Rachel, what should people do? Just um, tweet at us at Brian Hecht at Rachel D., Text us, shout it from the rooftops, and, email us. And space permitting, you might get an invite. You and might. You'll get to come to my apartment where we record this in our super scientific recording studio. In Tribeca. In Tribeca. It's very fancy. We'll have catering. We'll have drinking games. We'll have... The Devil's Triangle. <laughs> we'll Squee will be pong, here. Squee. <laughs> Tobin. The whole gang the whole will be here. Okay, so um, let us know if you want to come. It's going to be a great thing. It'll be in a few weeks. And we have some great guests, especially one next week. We're not going to say who it is yet. Um, oh, just in case they cancel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be epic. Okay, <laughs> let's get into this terrible terrible week that we've just had the elephant in the in the room as we alluded to has been this dragged out voting counting process we yes. know we won by we we mean the right thinking democrats of america we don't know by how much and there are some critical races that have not been decided yet and rachel you have some insights on this yeah so so there are two contested elections currently in florida the governor's race and the senate race and yet again there are problems with the broward county ballots oh, and broward county and and garbage monster of a president, Trump, like he's trying to put his like tiny little thumbs on the scales of justice. Is he being justice. constructive? Is he being constructive? Um, <laughs> if you're like an incel, then yes, he's being constructive. But he keeps insisting that this election was undermined by rampant voter fraud. Rampant, that's but that's what he on. said about the presidential election, even though he won. Even though he won, right. Sort of won. With help from the Russians. With a lot of help. <laughs> um, and so despite the fact that there's no voter fraud, there's been no evidence of this happening, and his own commission was dismantled, 
because of no evidence, he insists this is happening. So he's melting down and he gave an interview today with the Daily Caller, which is Tucker Carlson's right wing lunatic fringe conspiracy theory mongering website. Who better to explain your position, your your presidential position? What did he say? And he had he had this quote that was like beyond word salad. It was like chopped word salad. Okay, let's see. Oh, um, like chopped salad. Chopped. We will never stop chopping. <laughs> we will. He will never stop. What did chopping. he say? He said, "When people get in line that have absolutely no right to vote, and they go around in circles, sometimes they go to their car, put on a different hat, <laughs> <laughs> put on a different shirt." Come in and vote again. Wait, Nobody so takes anything. It's really a disgrace what's going wait, on. So they're going on and like putting on like a Groucho Marx mustache and a cigar. And, and like then they're voting again. back in and voting again and, or putting on a different hat. But it, he didn't even say mustache. It's just like you go in, you vote, you go back to your car, you put on a hat. hat. <laughs> and so you go great. It's like the teapot dome scandal. This is the teapot hat scandal. <laughs> and you go back and it's kind of like, you know, in, um, in Greece when and like nobody could recognize Danny when he's like wearing like the biker helmet and she like doesn't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're kind of like, you could see his face and helmet. <laughs> or at the very end when Sandy comes out and she's been transformed into the sex kid. Into the sex kid. Right. Like, she's still Sandy. She's still, she's still Sandy. Sand. You can she still... can't vote twice no, in no. the Rydell High <laughs> student election. <laughs> It's one one person, one vote. And it's, it wouldn't matter if she went back in in those leather pants. They would be like, "You already voted. You already voted." And I'm sure she voted for Stacey Abrams and Bill <laughs> anyway. Nelson and, and, and Andrew Gillum. And Andrew Gillum. Okay. Well, that's only one of the things that got our president riled up this week. Um, apparently, according to well-sourced reports, Trump was furious this week he was in full fml mode you know what that means right fuck my life fuck my life mode he was walking around in a fucking fml so how can you tell when a perpetually furious man is even even more furious furious. (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's a book about him called fire and fury right? right so the book about him is called Fire and Fury. Like, did so, his head explode off of his neck? Almost, like, almost. So here's just a little example. There's a lot of things that he did this week that are even beyond. So um, Theresa May called him to congratulate him on, quote, unquote, his his victory in the election. That's such a shade. Right, that's, I wonder who put her up to that. Yeah. They're like, Trump loves when you th- congratulate him on things. Like, just call him and congratulate. So he took the call. It was on Air Force One, and he chewed her out. <laughs> About everything that she had nothing to do about trade, about Iran, about Brexit. I mean, this poor woman is, I can't imagine handling Brexit right now. That's what she needs is a lecture from Trump about how to handle Brexit. He was like venting in the rubber room. (laughs) The rubber room. So aides say that he is now in a, quote, cocoon of bitterness and resentment. And that's saying a lot, given where he normally is. And everybody in the West Wing is trying to avoid him, like ducking into the janitorial closets when he they see him Even storming. Even that intern? <laughs> storming down. The, yes, that intern who was accosted by Jim Acosta. She's terrified. She's hiding okay, in so, the corner. So he's, he's pissed off about the midterms, even though he says that they won a great victory and he doesn't believe Theresa May when she says so. He's terrified these Mueller indictments, more about that coming up soon, which he's sure are going to be coming down and it might even involve his son, Don Jr. So how did this manifest itself? Not just in the Theresa May. This is, he was over in France to celebrate or to, to memorialize the 100-year anniversary 
anniversary of the end of World War I. Um, he uh, felt insulted by Emmanuel Macron, who suggested, dared to suggest that France should have its own military, mm-hmm. um, even though he's always saying that he should pay for a military, but now he's upset that there should be a military. And uh, Macron took a swipe at nationalism, which is completely fair game. Then he didn't uh, he didn't go to the memorial ceremony at the cemetery because in it was raining. Fe- because it was raining, he was like holed up in his hotel in his little Fox News cave watching Hannity when everybody else was there doing a global, epic, very important memorialization. He didn't even visit the American graves at Arlington National Cemetery. Um, he wants to fire suddenly uh, Director of Homeland Security Kirsten Nielsen because she wasn't sufficiently tough on the caravan and on the separation of families at the border. He wants to fire John Kelly, which he's wanted to do for a long time, but he might finally do. He stood up Jordan's King Abdullah. He just didn't show up to a meeting, and he was standing there like crickets, and he canceled a trip to Colombia. He sent Mike Pence instead, which, frankly, is probably better for our diplomacy. And, of course, he fired Jeff Sessions and appointed this fellow, Matt Whitaker, to be the acting attorney I general. I mean, I knew the person he would hire would be <laughs> like an incompetent— He only hires the best people, <laughs> yes. right? So who is this Matt Whitaker guy? He was a— Fox News <laughs> commentator who basically is a conspiracy theorist who thinks that the Mueller investigation is a complete fraud. He has no qualifications to be acting attorney general, acting anything. In fact, he is anti-qualified. He is this lackey. He is a hatchet man. He looks like, I don't know, an angry bouncer on ladies night at a staten island nightclub he's like a tank like rectangle he's a refrigerator <laughs> he <laughs> looks, looks like, a, like every other trump defender on cnn he looks like They're the body like, man he looks like that body man the who quit because he couldn't even take oh yeah trump, right he looks like that guy the guy who carries the nuclear briefcase right right, right. so this is exactly this guy is like pure trump and he's completely unqualified and he's corrupt because he's on the board of this grifter company that's being invested by the FBI. Oh, the patent even, company. Yeah, it's a patent. It's like a patent troll. Co- I don't even know what they do. But his job on the board was to indim- intimidate customers who complained about the company's fraudulent business practices. Well, you would say, I want to do this patent, and you would hire these people and pay them like thousands of dollars to advise you on the patent, and they would and just not call you back. Not call you back, <laughs> and then they wouldn't do anything, and then he would threaten to like destroy to their lives. <laughs> not just like kill them. To, like, <laughs> to murder them. To send some like New Jersey therapist patient to go and make sure they can't do push-ups. Well, this person should definitely be in charge of the Mueller investigation. (laughs) He should be in charge of the FBI that's in charge of investigating him. And his, what else? It's like a snake eating its tail. Yet again. Yet um, again. Both sides, to be fair. Not all both sides, but there are some Republican senators who are now coming up and saying it's probably unconstitutional to do this. He is not an acceptable recession. It should be a, a confirmed appointment. It is not. I think he can be appointed a recess appointment for up to like 280 days. You can do a lot of damage in that amount of time. Of course. Most Trump officials do not even last that long. <laughs> right? no, they don't last like one-tenth of that long. <laughs> right. Scaramucci, go talk to him. So no, he is absolutely horrible. And the Mueller investigation, you know, he had to be in this quiet period. Uh, I don't know whether that's legal or just, you know, a customary thing mm-hmm. during the election. But now he's getting ready to, we think, unleash all of these new indictments. And, and uh, yeah, Rachel, yeah, yeah. So one of the reasons why Trump is so angry and there were people speculating that he didn't show up to the World War One memorials because of his hair and the rain but <laughs> I also think it was the anger because of yeah. these coming indictments which just 
delights me. It's like the one <laughs> thing that really keeps me going. So there's it's this, a yap. It's, That's a yap. Yeah. It's an anti-yap. <laughs> there's this guy Jerome Corsi, who's um, a conservative commentator. Of course, he's a conspiracy theorist. He was like one of the original birthers, and he's a Roger Stone friend. Oh, that really speaks to your character. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's an upstanding individual, and he's been saying in the press that he will soon be indicted for perjury by Robert Mueller. At least he's self-knowing. He's yeah, <laughs> and he he's had this quote to NBC News where he said, "When they have," they said, "How do you know you're going to be indicted?" And he said, "Well, when they have your emails and phone records, they're very good at the perjury trap." Wait, to that second. I say <laughs> that is known as committing perjury. Yeah, There's right. no trap, right? Just... It's not a trap if you know what you said on email and phones, and now you said something different to the to the undersworn testimony. That's just perjury. It's That's not a trap. That's called oath. lying. Right. <laughs> also known as lying. That's right. So, so he knows he lied, and he knows he's going to get indicted. So he's going to get indicted. So it's only a matter of time. By the time this podcast comes out, who knows? Maybe he will be indicted. In six hours from now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. We can only hope. Get out of the White House. Just all like, of you. All, all of, Just all of you fucking grifters. You're disgusting. Get, get out. out. Get we out. don't want to get talk out. about no, this anymore. Shut no. it down. Well, Rachel, we actually have some New York news this week. Big New York Big news. Big New York news. Not just New York news, your neighborhood. Long Island City. Yeah, that's right. It was selected as H, uh, Amazon Am- HQ2. Amazon HQ2, that, and Crystal City, Virginia. <laughs> right, so. That epicenter of sexy, hotbed <laughs> Influencer technology. Culture. Influencer culture. <laughs> but you must be excited because you own your home there. It must be skyrocketing I'm in value. Really, it, it is skyrocketing. The real estate vultures are hovering and circling and emailing me. Oh, you're already getting approached? Solicitations Oh my to gosh, sell. what do they say even? They're saying if you're thinking about selling your apartment, like we can get you crazy price. But you better not. You better hide, buy and hold. I'm, I'm not selling. I'm not like, going anywhere. I like You're not it. Jeff Lewis. You're not flipping out. I'm not flipping out. No, but there was this article in the Wall Street Journal about HQ2 and Long Island City. And there was this guy who used to live in my old building named Eric Benaim. And um, he owns this company called Modern Spaces. They're like a brokerage firm. And he said he sold like 20 apartment, 20 condos via text message in one day. <laughs> okay. Wait, he sold, no. wait, I, wait, I can't believe he sold even one condo there, by text message. What does never, that mean? There has never been a condo that sold over text messaging. <laughs> I just can't believe that like, one day. the journal would just quote this guy. Is, and I not, hate to say like, it, that is fake news. That is actual fake news. And this guy, like, he... Uh, used to we used to be friends on Facebook, but he's like a big Trumpy guy. So like I've oh. like unfriended so him. So of course it's fake news. He's, he's gaslighting he's, us. He's gaslighting us. He's embodying that Trump strategy of lying about everything, <laughs> okay, especially but real estate. Real question about that. Okay, so this is fucking New York City, capital of the world. Why are we so thirsty for this thing? Right. So we gave them whatever a billion or more dollars in tax incentives, and they say we're going to get twenty five thousand jobs over ten years, which is twenty five hundred jobs, which is a year. Which is a drop in the bucket, like a fucking bodega opens and they create 2,500 jobs. We're in New York. This is like, why are we rolling out the orange carpet? Like the Empire <laughs> State Building is glowing orange right, to celebrate this. Orange. Like, like, are we that desperate to become Seattle? Like, I mean, Seattle's great for some things, but like, I don't think we need to be there. We don't need to like, be them. Go and there like, Andrew Cuomo, like, calm down. Stop jizzing in your pants over these people. <laughs> like, right. And like, Bill de Blasio is taking credit for this. And he's like this anti-capitalist. He's basically he's a like social. A so- 
socialist. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like a Nicaraguan socialist. But he's like fallen prostrate at the knees. <laughs> the temple of, of Amazon. Amazon. It's terrible. But, yeah, and so Andrew Cuomo's like offering to like rename himself like Amazon Cuomo. And he's saying <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's offering to, to rename Long Island City's uh, notoriously polluted Newtown Creek after Amazon. Wait, it's going to be Amazon Creek? It's going to be the Amazon Creek. Couldn't they find a better? I, I, I mean, that's like a super fun it is, site. It is literally like a, a super, super fun, fun site. site. Like and you a, cannot a, dip your toe in it. You will get cancer and radiation and poisoning. Rabies. <laughs> and rabies. <laughs> but, but why not like ask Amazon in exchange for all of these tax incentives to maybe clean up the super fun site or build a library? They're not or, interested in that. This is all for show. This is just all for show. Although they might be, they say they're building a school. Maybe you'll send AJ to the Amazon school. The Amazon school. <laughs> Learn how to be a robot that picks packages up, up things. <laughs> a drone. But the funny thing is, like, they say that they they are coming here because we have such a high quality workforce and so forth. But I've heard that Amazon is a terrible place to work. It's like cruel to their workers. Well, I mean, I I do have some experience working for <laughs> Amazon, not directly, but um, in the past, a long time ago, I did a little consulting for them. And the person I worked with was really lovely. Okay, well, I'm sure the individual people are nice, but maybe the corporate culture isn't so good. The culture is hard. I mean, actually, the the person I worked with is now in a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I don't mean to laugh at mental illness, but wait, the actual your contact there is now in a psychiatric yeah, ward. Yeah, I was wondering why they didn't say goodbye to me when I like left the project, <laughs> oh, and then I found out like much later. And whatever, I hope he's like feeling I hope better. He's well, please, we shouldn't it's, laugh. At listen, this kind of the thing. burnout is a real problem, and I think at a company like that, you could get burnt out really easily. Right, but that speaks to the moral character of what it's like working at Amazon, and yeah. how we should evaluate the prospect of what these jobs are going to be when they come to our city. What are the benefits, and what are the costs? <laughs> we need to do a real. We need the balance sheet here. Right. Like we can't just fall on the floor and be like, take it all. Take it all. Take the new town. And also Google is already here and they're expanding and they're buying millions and millions of square feet and they didn't get any they tax get incentives. Shit. And now they're gonna demand it. Of course. Of and course. To our stay coffers here. are going to be bare and the subway is going to stop dead in its tracks. <laughs> which it and, basically is already which done. Which it already is. And, and there's, there's gonna be like homeless encampments outside Amazon. The hordes of Amazon people who can't get anywhere. Who are stranded in Long Island? I can't City. afford to buy your condo because all of condo the text messaging purchasers are gobbling up all I, the good I real estate. Sell my condo just sell and it. just like move no, to France. No, no. I mean, I guess we're glad you're here, but just give it up. It's not so great. Shut it down. Shut it down. We're no. New York. Fuck you. Okay, Rachel. Big, big issues. I need some. I need a little levity. I need to hear what else is going on in the well, world. Well, one of our favorite topics is like new trends in foods oh, and we cooking. Love food. And Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And the good news is that when you're cooking Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> you can now abandon all utensils. Oh, really? Like eat with your fingers? Well, there's a new cooking trend called mouth cooking. Mouth cooking. So there's a new video series from this character called Riva Godfrey, who is the barefoot contessa of mouth cooking. Because we need another barefoot <laughs> contessa. The existing one is not sufficient. And, yeah. And, and one of the videos I was watching is about like how to make a turkey with your mouth. Wait, I don't well, well, back <laughs> up here. How do you, with your mouth? So, like, do you move the things around with your mouth or do you like put it in your mouth and hope the heat of your mouth cooks it? It's like sous vide. Neither. Neither. So Reva, <laughs> let me tell you. So Reva begins, as many recipes do, with a mirepoix. Okay. 
you know, the celery. Yes, the holy trinity. Or the whatever. holy trinity, <laughs> carrot and onion mix. But instead of dicing her onion with a knife, she has an innovative approach. She, she peels the onion and bites into it as if it's an apple, <laughs> chews it, and then spits it into a bowl. <laughs> and then she says, <laughs> a bit teary, as like like yes, the, the, the onion, onion yes. overwhelms her. And then she takes the celery and the carrot, puts it in her mouth, and chews it and spits it out what into the, the bowl. What is the benefit of this? <laughs> she rips the parsley apart with her teeth. She... Bites chunks of a loaf of bread for the stuffing. Is this some sort of like Neanderthal method of cooking? She puts egg in her mouth to bind the stuffing. And then she mashes it all together with her hands. And so, like, the, you know, there was an article about it, and, and the director of the video said it was made in all seriousness, and we wanted to create a new type of cooking. Well, um, they've done it. <laughs> they have succeeded at that. <laughs> he, wanted to, he wanted to make a video that would shake f- food trend watchers out of their complacency. He said, no one's pushing the boundaries. No one's thinking outside the spoon or the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so they're disrupting silverware. Disrupting silverware. <laughs> Why? What is there any taste benefit? Is there any efficiency? He said he wanted to bring it back to where it all began when people had to cook <laughs> with their mouths. So what is but nobody nobody ever <laughs> this, this their is mouth. The thing. like Neanderthals used utensils. Or their hands at e- least. Even chimpanzees and orangutans. They used and utensils. They, they, they... <laughs> <laughs> Jane Goodall uses utensils. Jane Goodall herself uses utensils. This is ridiculous. I can't even entertain this topic. <laughs> I wonder. If okay, Thanksgiving is coming. Up. So we're hanging. Is Jane Goodall alive? I don't know. She is. Jane, you're invited to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I will not cook with my mouth. <laughs> If that is I'm just glad it's not like you're using the like 98.6 degree temperature of your mouth to like, to, like slow cook, to like slow cook the turkey. No, no, shut forever. it down. No, no. no. <laughs> okay, I need to recover. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so last week we had a great story about raccoons and coffee shops in South Korea. South Korea, right? yeah. So I'm on the raccoon beat now. I've got a Google alert for raccoons, and I have another story. Um, we joke about raccoons that have rabies. Um, it's not a joke, it's Rachel. It's not a joke. It is matter. not a joke. If you have rabies, you can get partial paralysis, agitation. I already have that. Hydrophobia. Hydrophobia, hallucinations. I don't know what raccoon hallucinations would be like. Okay. So this is a story about raccoons in Milton, West Virginia, one of the raccoon capitals of the world (laughs) they're both pets and meat um (laughs) and a family there saw a raccoon acting weirdly so of course they assume what do you what what is it's rabies right it's a rabid raccoon so they call the police and i'm sure the police (laughs) there are experienced at these things so the police come and they knew exactly what it was they caught them and they realized that they were not rabid but in fact they were drunk Drunk raccoon. what? It is a moonshine. Sorry. So how did that? That was exactly my thought. Moonshine, right? Yeah. They still do that. That's a thing. Oh yeah. Right. Joe Manchin won. Uh, oh, it's, it's hot. Moonshine is all the rage. It's all the rage. It's uh, it's like speakeasies. It's a, it's a retro throwback. No, that's not that. They were drunk on crab apples. <laughs> <laughs> 
So apparently, because of climate change, like crab apple, the frost is coming earlier or later or whatever the fuck's happening with the frost, and they're fermenting on the vine. And the raccoons are eating the fermented crab apples, and there's an alcohol content to that. Oh. So they're drunk, and they're stumbling around. Like they're rabid. So these particular raccoons were held in custody and they were allowed to sober up. Uh I don't know if they were given black coffee and they were released. This is a spreading problem and it is not limited to raccoons and it is not limited to alcohol. So, yes, in Minnesota, there was another story about birds who were dive bombing cars like those peacocks yeah. from like many months ago on this podcast. Um, they were drunk on some sort of like bush berry that had also prematurely fermented. And this is because of climate change, yeah. all of this? Yeah, well, that's climate why. Climate change it's like is a, real. It's real. And also animals and alcohol should not mix. No. We do not need them. It gets worse, though. There is a bigger problem than alcohol, because as we know, alcohol in moderation is safe as long as you drink responsibly. As long as you're not a raccoon <laughs> or a bird. <laughs> drink responsibly. But now there's the widespread legalization or um, at least normalization of marijuana and related products, and animals are getting accidentally stoned in massive numbers. Dogs are chomping down on marijuana edibles, which they mistake for sweet, tasty treats. Yeah, Chihuahuas, in particular, are (laughs) lapping up bong water, (laughs) for which they have a particular affinity. They gravitate towards it. Cats are vaping. <laughs> well, they're exposed to the vaping smoke, and they are <laughs> having the same effect as if they were doing it. And um, there's more stories about rabbits and ferrets and birds accidentally getting stoned. This is terrible. We need to save the drugs for ourselves. That's we talked right. about there's this not before. enough. We should <laughs> like. We need all the drugs we can get. No, and do not share them with the animals. So, I mean, if you have animals, your beloved animals, people love their dogs or chihuahuas. Do not let your chihuahua drink your bong water. Do not let your do cat not leave vape. your edibles out. No, do not let your cats vape. No, that is terrible. That is, no, that's awful. right. I but mean, I have a question though, Brian. So, for the raccoons, is are there any tips to determine whether they're drunk or rabid? Like, no, are there? I think it requires signs. a professional diagnosis. I think, I think, I think the there police needs to, need to like bring a them in. Thought leadership article: <laughs> five signs like a raccoon is. I'll have rabid. the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, I'll submit on like a request for a double blind uh, test on that. Nope, shut it down. These guys, these animals, should absolutely not be getting drunk or stoned or anything else. Just stay normal. We love you, animal. We hate you, animals. So no, we're stop. not big animal people. Just, I, I mean, I like the animals in the abstract. I don't, like I don't want to be like in close encounters with one. raccoons. I don't want to be near one with raccoon. drunk raccoons. Shut it down. No. no. Okay, Rachel. So we're back from vacation. Last week we did uh, our podcast remotely from you were in Portugal. I yeah. was in North Carolina, Duck, North Carolina. It was so exotic. It was on very exotic. Both ends on of both the ends of the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And um, Doug and I were there together and we did a lot of uh, driving. Yeah. And because uh, that's what you do when you're not in New York City. And we used Waze like every day, many times every day. And we noticed that there's a new feature, which is when you pop on your Waze and you put your destination is, there's a little push thing that says, do you want a carpool? And we were very confused by this. Like, this what does that story. mean? You're in your car. Very, okay, well, everyone needs to get into the carpooling and the ride sharing. And Waze probably is like, how can we make more money? I know. Let's get into the carpooling business. But I have so many questions. So I was trying. Doug and I were trying to figure out what does that even mean. And there's two possible scenarios, and both of them are fucking nonsense. So the <laughs> the first 
scenario is, okay, so I get in my car, you know, Waze, you put in where you want to go, and it's going to tell you, give you the route, right? So I'm already in my car, and I decide where I want to go, and then it says, oh, hey, do you want a carpool? But so with who? I'm already in my car. Like, do I want to like get out of my car and see if there's someone willing to pick me up, like some rando stranger? That's option one. That might be what it's about. Okay. Or number two, it might be asking, do I want to pick anyone up? In which case, it's really just a hitchhiking app of questionable legality like right and so what does it do it just like flags something like you know like when there's like an accident or a fire it's just <laughs> it's like, like a hitchhiker thumb. <laughs> thumb like pick this person up and do you pay each other is there a financial transaction and why would they want to get into this business and like it's, no here's no. a great example ways literally and figuratively stay in your fucking lane oh, right yeah. you are the world's best giver of directions Give me directions. I'm already in my car. I'm clearly committed to driving where I want to go. I do not want to pull. What are you going to do? Pull over the side of the road and get in someone else's car and like pick your car and just up be later? Like I saved some carbon credits. Like, <laughs> no, but it's my not car about. They don't even do. Like, they don't even pretend like that. Somewhere. There's no. There's no explanation of the benefits to the to the user. It's absolutely terrible. And I just think this whole ride sharing thing has gone too far. I don't even like the fact that they call it ride sharing. Like they call. Uber ride sharing, and even though there's an Uber pool, no one From really does that. Is no, it ride we're sharing our money with Uber. Is what we're doing. There's no sharing going on, there's, unless you're doing Uber pool. But who's really doing Nobody that? Nobody does that. I did that a few times. It was nauseating. It's horrible. <laughs> I sit with strangers who are like screaming into their cell phones. I want to sit with screaming no, strangers. No, and, and there's other the companies trying to get into this now. God knows why you'd want to get into this competitive space. Well, so, you know, there's all these, like, ride-sharing scooter companies oh, now that are God. attracting these... Scooters are bad enough. It's like all the VCs are, like, hovering around the scooters. It's it's wild. So there's this one company called Lime, and it's raised $335 million for a valuation of over a billion dollars, oh. okay? And now, Which isn't saying much nowadays. I mean, that's... Well, right. So it's scooter sharing. But it's like, really? Scooter? Like You this can't is, have your own fucking scooter? Like, why do you need to share a scooter? No, it's, don't it's share nonsense. it. Keep your own. So, so they're expanding into a new line of business now. Mm. And so Lime calls it, quote, a convenient, affordable, weather-resistant mobility solution for communities. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so, what the fuck is that? It's a conveyance that is also known as a car. <laughs> <laughs> and so a scooter company is making a car. Oh, fabulous. And How innovative. It's like really the snake eating its own tail. That's right. That's like uh, SpaceX, like Elon Musk, like a rocket company making a Tesla. Okay. Oh, imagine that. Imagine <laughs> okay, that. Wait, right. that's already happening. Or, right. or a tunnel in the ground. Wait, wait, that's already happening. Right. This is terrible. This is an example. This is just overreach. This is just stay in your lane. It's like reverse evolution. It's like reverse engineering. Yeah. Like, just, who need, like no, the whole point of a scooter is you don't need to take a car. Right. And they're calling it Lime Pod. And the goal is to like. A car is not a pod. Don't call it a pod. No. And it's basically a, a Fiat 500. That's painted in like these like crazy like colors. So it's, it's like a, a baby tiny car. little car, and you pay a dollar to unlock it and forty cents per minute of use on top of that to drive around town. No, I don't want to do that mathematical calculation. No, no, I'm not using a lime. I'm not using any of this shit. I mean, I'm using. I'm not even using Uber because they're a terrible company. Sometimes Lyft, but I usually use in New York. Juno, Juno they're not everywhere, but the drivers get paid more. Yeah, um, I use Juno it's all the J-E-W, time. It's J E W N O. Yeah. Ju 
No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for yeah. us, it's the driver for the Jews of New York. Okay. So no. Lime Pod, no. No, no, shut it down. Those are all terrible topics. We did a lot of politics. We did some non-politics. It's time. We have to save ourselves with a little bit of yup. These are the things that saved us during this week. They're the things that gave us a little beacon of hope, a little ray of light that helps us go. And you know something? When I was on vacation, maybe when you were, I read a lot of books. I read five books. Five books. That's five really books. good. I know I'm not showing off, but I am a little. That's right? impressive. Right? I read yeah. a lot of books. It's nothing yeah, like a that's good right. book. So I think um, this should be the book edition of Yup. It's a book spectacular. It's a book spectacular. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm, I'm reading a book. It's a few years old called Seven Eves. It's technically a science fiction book, a hard science fiction book, which I know will turn off a lot of people. But um, in fact, it's uh, I'm not spoiling anything because this happens on the first page. The moon explodes. And like, how could that not trigger anybody's imagination? The moon explodes. And what do you do? And in two years, it turns out that all of humanity and Earth is going to be wiped out. And they have two years to figure out how are we going to save humanity? Right. Are we going to space? Are we going underground? What the fuck are we doing? Right. 850 page later, well, I'm not quite done. I'm 650 page later, um, you're still not quite sure, but there's a lot of orbital mechanics mm-hmm. <laughs> and space philosophy and things like that and genetics. Um, but it's absolutely amazing. It's one of these mind blowing books that if you don't like science fiction, you think you won't like, and it's 850 pages, you think you can't hang in there, but you will. So I definitely endorse this book. It is mind expanding, mind blowing. And look, it's the polar opposite of Love, Simon, which I talk about every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I highly recommend it. That's my yup. Rachel, you yup. have a book. My yup is um, to Michelle Obama and her memoir, Becoming. And I just saw my friend Helena Santini, who's my good friend from college, and she uh, works at Random House, and she gave me this book, and I almost cried tears of joy because... Have you read it already? I haven't. I just started it, and it's amazing, and I love Michelle Obama, and I had a rough day yesterday, and it was just like... That book just really like saved lifted me. You up. I when they go low, up. we go, go high. high. <laughs> and I still maintain that she was right Let's about make that. that. The motto of nope. That's <laughs> the motto of a lot of things. Let's make the motto. Of, they go the week is low, and yet we go high. We go high with high. our yups. Well, thank you. We'll all read that. Thank I'm you, sure. Michelle, for continuing to inspire us all. Absolutely. Okay. So terrible week. I mean, if. Trump is in a bad mood. We're in a worse mood. This is absolutely terrible. Oh, we're screaming. We're, we're just scre- running we're shouting at each other, and we love each other. <laughs> we can't control. The ceiling can't hold us. No, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, but uh, it's our one year anniversary, Rachel. Happy anniversary. Happy I love anniversary. you. I love you too. This, this has been, been am- a amazing. It's just amazing is that like everyone who listens senses this love, senses the chemistry. They're like, you know, even if they don't know we're cousins, like, how do you guys know each other? Why do you, why, why do you, have... you finish each other's sentences? How that's, do you, yeah. And that's why yeah. we've known each other for 40 plus years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just gave away part of your age. It's okay. I don't, I own <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> well, look, um, so it's our one year anniversary. We're going to have a special live show. We have some guests coming up. It's going to be like acceleration between now and the end of the year. Thank you so much for listening. Please tweet, Facebook, share, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank shout you. it from the rooftops. Shout it from the rooftops. Nobody's on the rooftops, so nobody will hear, but do those other things instead. Thank you for listening. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common.